Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 133 How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Mount Zion. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Genesis chapter 50 verses 22 through 26. So Joseph remained in Egypt, he and his father's household, and Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children of Machir, son of Manasseh, were also born on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to you and bring you up out of this land to the land where he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. So Joseph made all the Israelites swear, saying, When God comes to you, you shall carry up my bones from here. And Joseph died, being 110 years old. He was embalmed and placed in a coffin in Egypt. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verses 20 through 25. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe that you that what you say will come to pass, it will be done for you. Soon, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Good morning and welcome to the 16th Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Ijamsville. I need to look that up and figure out how it's pronounced. Uh, Our readings come to us this morning very short readings from Psalm 133, Genesis 50, and Mark 11. In the, as I've been kind of uh, talking about transitions, and uh, we come to the end now of the book of Genesis, uh, our passage this morning uh, ends in chapter 50, verse 26, and that ends the book of Genesis, the beginnings of the story of the people of God, and it ends with um, Joseph making the Israelites swear that he'll bring, that they will bring his bones back to the land of Abraham and Isaac and his father Jacob. And we also see that Joseph, just like his father Jacob, is embalmed, is made a a mummy, basically. Um, And uh, the 
the overlap between Egypt and Israel is is um, you know really kind of apparent here. Um, but as it gets into Exodus, I just kind of skipped ahead. But um, in Exodus, it just talks about they become numerous, and so another king rose in Egypt and set taskmasters above them, and that's it. That's all the story we get. Um, similarly, this is uh, we also get a different perspective on the withered fig tree, slightly different. Um, this is Mark rather than Matthew. And um, the the fig tree, uh, I suppose you could read the selections from this morning. And given the traditional interpretation of the withered fig tree that it's Israel and it has not borne fruit, and so uh, Jesus is kind of like wiping the dust off his feet in terms of Israel. Um, you could um, interpret that in, in relation to uh, the death of Joseph as the closing of this chapter. Um, I, I don't know that that's my interpretation, but um, uh, the the readings as they're curated by uh, the editors of the Revised Common Lectionary certainly made some choices. And um, uh, the... The ending or the the conclusion and the closure um, of these two, I think, is is possible. I'm not sure. Um, and the um, uh, one of the lines from Mark's Gospel that I'm sure must be used out of context more than it needs to be. Um, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And all I can think of is like vision boards and the secret and like toxic positivity. Um, and it's ironic, I think, because <laughs> Jesus has just cursed a fig tree. And uh, he says like, look, if you want to be able to do the things that I do, I've just cursed this fig tree, then you should pray about it and it will be yours. Um, and that's maybe equally as scary uh, as the prosperity gospel that suggests that you just have to believe. And if you, and the, the implication being, if you don't believe enough, then you won't get it. And if people who do not have are, are faithless, um, I think that's really dangerous, but I also think it's dangerous to, but not, not false that if you believe in your heart that you can curse people or things, uh, then, then it's possible. I think that's, uh, that's scary, but I, I think it is um, not out of sync with um, the realness, I think, that uh, we're called to kind of see in the Bible. And I, th I say that uh, especially in light of a martial hermeneutic and military service and, and thinking about what we do with violence. Um, there's pacifists who think that you know, or kind of purists that um, would like to believe that military service members and veterans aren't a part of the church because they've done violence. Um, I think that's an oversimplified understanding. Um, and I, I say that uh, because we, I think the fact of the matter is that violence is here um, and that it's just much more complicated than to say, well, Christians can't use violence or all violence is bad and therefore if you use it you're not a Christian or something um, 
I think the Old Testament and um, the uh, the books of Joshua and Judges, you know, unless we want to get rid of them out of our Bible, we have to deal more forthrightly with what it means uh, that violence is done in the Bible, um, and also that violence is done in our world. What do we do with that? Um, and I think the answer is not to throw up our hands and say, "Well, um, let's," or or bury our heads in the sand rather, and ignore the problem or oversimplify it. I think we need to have frank conversations uh, about what it means that violence and evil are a part of our world and these things that we think of as evil um, need to be thought out, uh, need to be thought about much more deeply. Um, And I think, uh, I think God and I think believers do have the ability to curse um, others. And I think it's a, a very, very, very fine line between doing that for self-aggrandizing reasons, uh, doing that for wrong reasons, um, and doing it uh, in, like, I don't know, a God-fearing way. For example, like David kills Goliath, and that we think of as good. Um, we can't say that viol- all violence... Um, hands down, is is bad. I, I think of surgeries and the medical field, that we are we're causing harm. We are causing people to bleed and we're opening up their bodies, exposing them to, to infection, but the greater good um, is, is always in mind and, and present in mind. Um, and I think that uh, this cursing the fig tree... Um, the prosperity gospel, toxic positivity aside, um, it can it might be jarring to some uh, to think that God would curse you know this innocent little fig tree that just hasn't borne fruit, um, and yet here we are, we have it. We can't escape the fact that Jesus, who is God, is a more complicated, nuanced character than we sometimes want to believe. And that he challenges our assumptions about um, what is good and right and what is um, evil or just something we don't like. I think it's too easy to dismiss things we don't like as evil, um, but that there's a certain arrogance um, in believing that we, that we know what God's up to and that we can... Um, we can figure out and, and put our finger on, uh, uh, you know, the ways of God. Um, I think the fact is that God is complicated. Um, and I think any time that we try to oversimplify things, whether it's God or one another, I think um, that's, that's getting into, you know, dangerous moral territory. Prayer for Peace from the Book of Common Prayer Eternal God, in whose perfect kingdom no sword is drawn but the sword of righteousness, no strength known but the strength of love, so mightily spread abroad your spirit that all peoples may be gathered under the banner of the Prince of Peace, as children of one Father, to whom be dominion and glory, now and forever. Amen.